Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know that writer, director, and creator of A Lesson in Swimming? That Michael guy, he's bad mother. Shut your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Or should I say, Michael, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Intro done. Ready to go. Oh my God. <laughs> I wanted to do like a Michael shut your mouth. I kind of worked it in. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good, on, I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> Neuro Nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. <laughs> Say it every week, mean it every week. Very special episode in kind of a different way. Live in studio, my dear friend, Michael Shutt. What's up, Michael? Hey. Look at the, he's like right there, guys. <laughs> I- well, six feet away. Yeah, six feet away. You know, we're being responsible and Very. we have like these mic cover things. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, it's to keep our droplets at bay, <laughs> but mostly it's to keep my loud voice off of Michael's mic way over there. Because I don't know if you guys notice or not, I can project with my voice. So Michael well, Shutt is a playwright, three-time stroke survivor because he is absolutely an overachiever. Overachiever. And one of my dearest friends, and I'm so happy that, that he's here, you know, live and in person. He is the everything for the play A Lesson in Swimming, which every single survivor normie out there should go see. It's a beautiful play about his story and it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Then after you're done with that, you're going to laugh some more. You're going to cry some more. It's, it's so beautiful. It's such an emotional experience for me to see that live and see my friend on stage and hear his story. It it was just so good. Um, So that that's who, who Michael is. Michael is also one of the coolest dudes in the world. Kind (laughs) of. So, Michael, tell the people your story. Tell them how you had three shows. Oh, my Lord. How you got to to this point? 
Well, I, well, I don't want to give the play away, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I had, I, we, we think it was three. It might've been four, might, might've been more, but we wow. stopped counting after a while. Um, I, I had, I had one, the, the first one, but I didn't realize what was happening. Maybe because, you know, it was affecting my brain. It's, <laughs> possibly. Not, like, it's not like you were having a brain injury yeah, exactly. or anything. So I, I had a stroke and I couldn't like, I was at work when it happened. And I, all of a sudden I, I, it literally felt like a jolt of electricity went through me. Like, 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 like it sucked suck my finger in a light socket yes. and, and like really quick, like this jolt of electricity went through me and all of a sudden I couldn't talk <laughs> and I didn't know why. And I, from being an actor for so many years and from being a Catholic, I assumed that it was my fault <laughs> and that, that I was being lazy. So I, I literally spent like the next couple of days getting up every morning, doing vocal warmups, um, thinking, Oh, Michael, you, you, you just, you're just being lazy. So I would get up and do vocal warmups. And then, then I suddenly, I couldn't move my leg. And I was like, Oh, you need to stretch more. Like, you, you know, this, you know, you need to stretch. So I, I kept, uh, someone asked me once, like, why did you avoid some or not avoid isn't the right word. I've also had a facial story forget words sometimes. <laughs> uh, why, why, why did you ignore that sword? Ignore, why did you ignore so many red flags? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, cause I didn't realize they were red flags because right. I didn't know what a stroke was. Like no one ever told me that like, and the one thing I did learn was don't Google your symptoms. Don't ever do that. <laughs> cause I, I, I used to do that a long time ago back when I don't even know if this existed anymore, but there used to be web MD. Oh, you know, it still when, exists. And when, you want to know what the answer is to everything? Cancer. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. No, basically the answer is you're dying. Um, so I, I, I didn't Google these things, but yeah. So the things I learned, I, I couldn't talk, I couldn't move my leg. And then what really, the, the one that really got me, it's, and it is kind of sad that this is the one that, that put me over the edge that sent me to the urgent care after four days of not being able to talk, not being able to be four being, days, Jesus, being able to move my leg. I, well, yeah, like I would go, I would try to get dressed and I, I couldn't lift my leg to put my pants on. I, I was like, oh God. And I had to like sit down on the bed to pull my pants on. And I, like you would think that someone would. You're right. That, this isn't that, normal. That, no, it, yeah. it's, it's not. But, but again, I blamed myself. I was just like, it was something wrong with me. Oh, you blamed yourself. It's not like you're Catholic or anything. I am very Catholic. <laughs> um, but where, where was I going with it? There was a, oh, the, the one that put me over the edge. Right. The, 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 the thing that put me over the edge is I, I bartended for 20 years. And I was ha- having dinner one night with a friend and I couldn't figure out or remember how to open a bottle of wine. Wow. And I, I was like, I, I stood there with a bottle of wine in one hand and the corkscrew in the other. And I was like, I know these two things go together, but I don't know how and I don't know why. And I had to hand the bottle of wine to, to my friend. I was like, can you open this? He's like, just open it. And I was like, I don't know how. And he's like, okay, there's a problem. Right. <laughs> it's like, we need to get you to urgent care. Um, cause after like, cause people had commented on the fact that I couldn't talk. Like they were, they were commenting on the fact that I was slurring my words and not making sense. And, right. And, and that none of that set you off like, Oh, I should probably go get this checked. Okay. No, it did not. But, but what's also funny is it didn't set anyone else off either. Mm. Like, like all the people that watched me at work have the stroke. Like one person said to me, they're like, what just happened to you? I was like, I don't know. I just, that, that felt weird. Right. Um, and, and then I couldn't talk and, and then I couldn't lift things. And, and not one person thought, I think you've had a stroke because so many people don't know right. what the warning sign, not, it's not even a warning sign. At that point you've had it, right. but, but what the, the signals, uh, what, what's the word? The symptoms. Uh, symptoms. Yeah. Um, what those things are. And that, that honestly, that's one of the reasons, one, one of probably the, the top three reasons that I wrote the show was because I I wanted to find a way to get these things out there to 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 raise awareness for what a, what a stroke is what 
who a stroke survivor is right. um, w- without making it a lecture mm-hmm. or, or a TED talk or, or, I mean, I still want to do a TED talk, but that's different, but I didn't want it to be just like a lecture. Or, right. Or, um, and I, it is ironic. I get this comment all the time that my show is called a lesson in swimming. <laughs> it's and, an and, actual and, lecture. And, in- and, and, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and people are like, no one goes to theater to learn a lesson. I was like, ah, it's a metaphor. Um, right. You know, it, it, it's beautiful. It, it, it sincerely is. And I mean, I, I, I love how you lay it out. Like it, live and in color you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. like it's it's just it's so good and well, I, I i'm not just saying this as a friend i'm saying this as like if it was terrible i'd be like eh, it was okay I, i'm honest if anything you yeah. know it, it was so good and as Thank a you. stroke survivor it spoke to me immediately where i was like yes that that yes a hundred percent and as a stroke survivor, I was very proud to experience that live because i was looking at all the other normies there mm-hmm. re- holding their heart crying, laughing, because it hit all the points that I've gone through in recovery. And I wish I had the the right words to explain to people what this is. And not only do you have the right words, you actually act it out. You have this beautiful play to explain people to people what this is. And it's just done so beautifully. Thank you. I, I love the fact that you zeroed in on the fact that I, I had the right words because that that's reason number two that mm-hmm. I wrote the show. Because when I was in the hospital, and I was in there for a long, I, I think I was in there for almost two months, maybe after, after, after my second one. And I had the third one in the hospital. Right. Um, so I was there for like two months, but I could not explain to anyone what was going on with me. And, um, and no one got it. Like, and people would come in to, they'd be like, when are you going back to work? And I, I'll never forget one of my nurses one day who, who, who my, I, my nurses were amazing. I love them. Um, and I, I, I wish I knew their names, but I have no I had no memory at the time. Um, but one of them said to me, I'll, I'll never forget this. She, she just said, um, you're very confusing to people. She said, you look, you present, you present as if you're oh, doing God. fine. Yep. She said, but I know that you're not. And at some point you're going to have to tell them. And because like people would come in and I would hold court, like I would crack jokes. I would tell stories that that's where the whole idea for the show came from. Like someone said, Oh, I hope you're writing all this down and making it into a show. And, um, and, but I, I literally like, I, I felt it was my job to entertain people that came to see me. <laughs> and, this is why we get along. Yeah. I've been told countless times, well, you, pre- by, well, by, by therapists, yeah. <laughs> you present really well. Yep. You're not, but you present well, you know, and yeah. it is that thing. Yeah. I want to make sure other people are okay. Not yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, who, who really cares? I, I, I want, I want, mainly I want, I like having people here. So I want to make sure they're okay coming back, like they, that they want to come back. Right. <laughs> so I want to give them a good show. Um, but, <laughs> But I, I, after she said that, I was like, I don't know how to explain explain what's going on with me. And then I was like, I have to find the the, the words to tell them. And so that's when I started writing. I was like, I'm just going to start writing things down and and writing stories. And and um, because I with the aphasia, mm-hmm. there were times I would try to say something, and literally the word would not come out of my mouth, or I couldn't remember the word, or I didn't know what a word meant sometimes. So that was another thing of the writing. I was like, I it, the writing slowed me down, right. And gave me the chance to find that word. Now, I have a question about aphasia. I had aphasia when I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, everything came back. Thank goodness. You know, a few weeks after after my stroke, when you when you lose the words and you can't actually audibly say it, if you're writing, can you write the word? Yes. That's that, amazing. That, that and that's or, or I, I let me put it this way. I don't want to speak for everyone. Mm-hmm. I I've not had everyone's aphasia. I had I had my version. Right. Of aphasia. Yeah, we, we, we are we are 100 uh, percent the experts in the strokes that we had. <laughs> that, exactly. Exactly. That, and that's actually one of the lines of my show where I say every stroke is different. I, I can't, 
I, and that's actually the tagline for my show. A lesson in swimming. Every stroke is different. Get it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, 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 I can't speak for everyone, but for me, slowing down and writing things out, mm-hmm. things came back to me. Um, I, ironically, not only did, did I find the right words in writing, but my memory came back because I lost a lot of my memory mm-hmm. w- with the stroke. And like, I will never forget. There was, there was, it's funny. I, I had no memory. I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a walking contradiction. That that could be the name of this episode. Michael shot a walking contradiction. Yeah, he's like a really tall, short guy. Exactly. He's, like, he's like a heavy set, skinny guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, one, one of my best friends, I, I remember calling him and saying, I haven't seen you in a while. Can, if you have time, can you come in and visit? I'd just love to see you. And he, and he literally goes, Michael, I was just there a half hour ago. That's wild. And I was like, what? He was like, I was there a half hour ago. He's like, I spent over an hour with you. I was like, and he thought, he thought I was messing with him. Right. And because like, you present so well. And, and, and because I'm a smart ass, like I, I have to take responsibility and not forget <laughs> that I am a smart ass. And I, I do sometimes play things up a little bit. Right. Um, like, like when, when I lost my vision and people would come in, I would be like, who is it? Who is it? And I would like, <laughs> like, like feel their, and my, my, my two godsons came in to visit me. They were at the time, what they were 15 and 15 and 13. Mm-hmm. And they came in and they're like, hi, Michael. I was like, oh, who is it? Who is it? And they're like, what? He, he, he can't see us. You, you don't know who it is. I was like, I was like, I'm just messing with you. Um, but, but at the same time I couldn't see them, but right. so like, I, I get myself in trouble sometimes oh, yeah. doing that. But, and that's, I think that's what happened with, with a friend when I called and he was like, Michael, I was just there. Right. Well, you stop, like, stop joking around. Yeah. It's not funny. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did, did you have that? Uh, the vanity that kicked in where like, I don't want to be embarrassed. So I'm not going to really explain. What? Well, yes. And no. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 wasn't vanity. It was more like I felt bad and mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't want him to feel bad. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But then I, I got a pad of paper and I started making everyone sign in when oh, they came to visit. That's, that's a, that's actually a brilliant and, idea. You well, know, I, I got that from my brother. My brother was in the hospital. Oh God, this is probably like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember my aunt calling me going, your brother is nuts. He's making everyone sign a guest book when they come to see him because he's keeping track of who's coming in and he's, and he's holding it against people if they don't show up. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea. That's actually a brilliant idea. <laughs> so I, I got a notebook and had people sign in and, and I, I joked that it was to keep track of, of who was coming in and mm-hmm. who, who wasn't, but it was literally so that I could look back and go, who, who was just here? Wow. That, um, that would, that's, it's such a, it's, it's such a mind fuck, you know, yeah. forgetting things, oh, being told is, something is like, wait, that what? Is terrifying. It is. It's, terrifying the the forgetting things was one one of the that 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 was the most terrifying thing that i've been through and that was the one that would set me off the most mm-hmm. like where i would i would become irrational because my anxiety would go through the yes. roof and, and <laughs> i don't think i've ever told you this story there was um this was after after i was released from the hospital my parents flew out from boston to to stay with me so right. they my 80 year old parents moved into my apartment and there was one day I had a couple friends over and we ordered, I, I think we, we ordered Chinese food and I, I went to get plates to plate it up. And I was like, where are the plates? Like, where, where are all the plates? My mother goes, they're, they're all in the cupboard. All the, all the plates are there. I was like, no, I, I have, I have a set of six and there's only like two. It's like, Michael, plates don't come in a set of six. They, they, they come in two or four. I was like, no, I got these at Ikea. I bought them individually. Like, like that, that's what, that's what, she, that's what I was going through in my head. And right. she's like, no, a, a, every plate is there. Every plate is there. Every, every, everything, everything that you own is there. And I was like, 
did I just imagine that I used to have six plates? Did, wow. And, and as a, t- so then like a few days later, I come into the kitchen. My dad's in the kitchen washing dishes and I hear him drop a, a coffee mug in the sink and it breaks. And he's like, and he just goes, oh shit. And he turns around and he sees me and goes, oh, I, I thought you were Michael. He's like, I didn't want him to know I broke another dish. And I was like, it, this is Michael. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just broke a coffee cup and I, I didn't want you to know. I, I didn't want to upset you. And I was like, can I ask a question? He's like, yeah. He's like, have you broken any other things? He's like, yeah, I've broken a few plates. And he's like, we, we didn't want to tell you because we didn't want you to get mad that we were breaking plates. I was like, so instead you let me believe that I was losing my mind? <laughs> oh God, what a mind <laughs> I, I was like, all this time I've been like, where the fuck are the plates? Like, I know I had them. Oh my God. Like, if you just told me, like, I, they I. They couldn't understand. No, no. Like, they couldn't. Like, right they, now I'm broken hearted they, they, they for were, the stress that you had to go through. Yeah, they, 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 they were, what's the, gaslighting me. Right. Without knowing. That without they were, even, without, without having any idea. Not, not intentionally. They just didn't, they didn't want me to be upset that they were breaking plates. That's. And because they're, wow. back home they, they have like a, um a, a what, what's it called? The, the, the metal, the tin, tin not tin, but you, you know, the, the, that, that gray metal thing, aluminum, uh, the, the sink, like yeah, the, yeah. well, whatever that's made out of. And I have a porcelain one and they weren't used to that. And they kept dropping things in and breaking them. <laughs> and in, instead of just telling me that they were breaking them, breaking them and throwing them out, they let me think, they're oh, like, no, is, no, no, every, everything you own is there. That is rough. Oh, oh yeah. You already feel crazy. Yeah. Hold my beer. Yeah. And then they went to the store and bought coffee mugs to replace the ones that they bought. But didn't tell me. So they're they, completely different. They're completely oh different. They're a, they're a similar color, but not quite. And they're like, no, th- those are your mugs. And I was like, what? Like, I've never seen this before in my life. And like, no, that's your coffee mug. These are all things not to do right. to somebody with a brain injury. Exactly. That's so wild. Yep. I, I had my moment with uh, um, my sister when I realized, oh, I, I thought I was going a little <laughs> crazy. Where she was like, you haven't messaged and we don't know what's going on with you. And it's been like a week and a half. And I was like, are you crazy? like i text you every day yeah everything that i do i'm letting you know and then i remember i looked at my phone and it was nothing oh. and it was the first time in my recovery where i was like oh my god i had a brain injury like it, it was it was shocking to me because i was looking at her like she was insane like why are you oh, first off i have brain injury. why are you yelling at me yeah. <laughs> yeah. first. second i'm like you have no idea what you're talking about i've been messing i've let you know i'm doing this I'm doing that and then i looked at my phone i was like it's there's nothing there so not only was it not there, I made up in my head yeah. that I was sending these things out. I had this whole thing in my head. I have never felt so crazy in my life. You know, what I didn't have is my family saying, yeah, these are the same plates. That would have really destroyed me. <laughs> that would have really put me in a weird place. That would like, I would have felt even twice as crazy. I felt crazy enough without having little things like that. Those are unexplainable things. <laughs> If you want to join the Change the Face of Stroke campaign and be part of the movement, send your black and white photo to hello at the neuronerds.com. We're going to be releasing videos daily as part of this campaign. So if you're a stroke survivor under the age of 50 and would like to be included in our Change the Face of Stroke videos, please submit your black and white photo, ideally on a white background, to hello at the neuronerds.com. Strokes can happen to anyone, anywhere, from any ethnic background and age. By spreading more awareness of this, we hope to educate and help prevent strokes in the future. Join our campaign, Change the Face of Stroke. 
Well, my, my two friends that were there that night that saw me have this meltdown over the plates, they still refer to that night as plate gate. That's, <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Because they were both like, Michael, let the plates go. Like, right. let it go. I was like, no, I just, and it was like, I don't understand. And that and that's that's the part, that's the scary, like, that's, oh, God. that's I was like, I already know that I have a brain injury, but right. what I don't understand is I don't understand how my brain is working now or how it's not working. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to do anything about it if I don't understand it. So I don't understand why I don't understand. Yes. It's the, we need that explanation. This is why yeah. I love doing the things that we do, whether it's a, a clubhouse room yeah. or an Instagram live or a podcast where we're sharing these stories. So people understand and other, you know, people out there under, Hey, we, we've been through this stuff. Yeah. I went through, it's the explanation. This isn't working because this is happening. You know, that that's, that's helpful. Um, I, when I was doing occupational therapy in the hospital, I had left side neglect where I didn't acknowledge that I had a left side, which is wild. And I remember they (laughs) they would have me draw pictures. Yeah. I draw a clock and I would draw a clock, draw a person, draw a person. I would literally draw half of a clock. I, I I had that same exercise and did the same thing. It's so wild. And what's crazy is looking at somebody and they're looking at you saying, what about the other half? And me looking at them like they're crazy. And then looking at a half of a clock thinking, what are you talking about? That's, that's a full clock. Like I don't understand, not understanding what is going on and then having it like not really explained to you. So like literally I was just in the hospital with a brain injury, just thinking there's something wrong with me. And on top of that, I'm crazy. I'm like literally going insane. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was, that was the hardest part of the, ex- well, <laughs> the hardest part. There, was, <laughs> there were so many hardest parts. That was one of the, one of, one of the hard parts of, of this whole experience was that no one explained anything yes. to me. No, no one told me anything. Like I, like I, I finally had someone's, I, I think I've, I've shared this story with you before or, or no, it's, it's actually in my show. But when I had the second stroke, mm-hmm. when, when I was in the car, I had, um, at, at one point I felt a hand on my thigh and I, I thought someone was in the car with me and I, and I grabbed the hand and I was like hitting it. And I was like yelling at the person to get out of, I was like, get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. And, um, and then I, I pulled down the mirror, the, the visor to look in the mirror to see who was, who was in the, who was behind me. And there mm-hmm. was no one there. And so then I was convinced that it was, that I, that I was a vampire, that, that, <laughs> that, that there was a, a vampire had bitten me. Um, I don't, cause that's where my brain went. Um, but, um, right before the stroke, I just watched blade. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So I, but I was, I was telling the story to one of, um, it wasn't a doctor and it wasn't a nurse. I, I, I don't remember who I honestly don't remember who it was, but it was someone that was there in the hospital with right. me. Um, and they said, Oh, that's the clearest, um, definition of alien hand syndrome that I've ever heard. And I was like, what's that? And so I then was able to like Google alien hand syndrome. And re- I was like, that's exactly what I had. But again, like, no one told me that no. like, like, and that wasn't, she just made it as an off, like an, an off hand remark. Like, Oh, you just did a really good job of describing what this is. I was like, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I didn't even I'm know describing that. something that, that I have that, no idea. Exactly. Like there, I, it's funny. I, the, the other um, piece that I was telling you about earlier today, the, the one I did at the, the roundabout theater, I have a line in that where I say the hardest part of having a brain injury is that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And like, cause no one, tells you any of these things. And I, I, if there's one thing that I, that I could do in, in, as, as I continue this, what I call my post stroke journey. Mm -hmm. And if I could become like an advocate for, for stroke survivors and stroke patients is to have a little bit of education in the hospitals, not, not, not (laughs) educating the doctors is one thing. (laughs) That's not the whole story, but 
like some education for the stroke survivors. Like these, like these are things you may experience. Right. Like, and if, if you do like, don't freak out about it because, <laughs> and like, I, I didn't know for the longest time, like no one explained to me about um, neuro fatigue. Oh my God. Like, same. No, no one, no one told me anything. Same. About I, that. I, I was told early on that I was going to um, suffer um, from exhaustion and I'm like, see, no one even told me it's, that it's not going to be a big deal. It, they didn't explain what it was. Right. They, they, they I, I heard, <laughs> and, and the, it's a very different type of. It's not just tired. It's, it's, it, it, look, it's the, a consuming exhaustion. Yes, normies, you can't get it. You no, can't. No. The most tired you've ever been in your life pales in comparison. And I'm not oh, yeah. saying it's worse. I'm saying it's completely different. It's, it's just so different. When it hit me, oh my! I really, I thought something happened to me. Yeah, and I, I was just, I couldn't process, I couldn't think, I couldn't function, I couldn't like, I didn't understand what was going on. First time it hit me is after I read three sentences. Yeah, yeah, just three sentences. My my brain could that was like that was like eighty miles, you know. It, it it's it's funny you say that the three sentences because I I remember first identifying it when when I was in the rehab unit at the hospital, mm-hmm. and I like and that was another thing like they started they started my day with rehab at like. 7.30 in the morning. like, and, and I was scheduled the whole day with like different, because I, I had to have <laughs> physical therapy, visual therapy, occupational therapy, like all, like everything going. Um, but I remember doing physical therapy and then visual therapy. And my, my physical therapy, I could like, they could put me on the bike or the treadmill mm-hmm. and I could go, I, I felt like I could go all day. Like right. I, it was muscle memory. Like I, I, I could, I could do it. And I, and I loved it. Like the endorphins were kicking, kicking in. They gave me five minutes of vision therapy. Like I had to read a sentence and I was like, I need to go lie down. It's a completely different thing. It's it's a different type of exhaustion. I've never experienced that. mm -mm. You know, I, I fancy myself pretty damn good athlete. Mm -hmm. I have been pushed to the limit physically and I've been exhausted reading three sentences. I was like, I have never been so tired in my life. I cannot keep my eyes open. Um, Having a conversation, I would almost fall asleep mid sentence. Yes. While speaking, not yeah. they're talking and then I doze off like talking. I'm almost falling asleep. I'd never experienced anything like that. So I, I think a lot of doctors do us a disservice by not explaining. Yeah. You know, there's no guide. There is a guide. It's called the stroke recovery guide. And it was put together by Dr. Karen Sullivan, who is just an angel in our mm-hmm. community. And she's just such a beacon of light. She helped me so much because she explained all the things that should have been explained to me, but weren't. After two years, I started to, what I felt, I started to revert. I started to go backwards. I'm getting the neuro fatigue all the time now. I'm not able to process. I'm the, I'm so foggy. I, I, I can't focus. Like It was just really, really bad. I felt like I was when I first got home from the hospital. I was like, how am I getting worse and not better? She then explained to me, because she is an angel, that she's like, oh, you're at two years, right? I was like, yeah, just over two years. She's like, that's about the time your brain, your brain hates excess blood. Mm. So there's still some residual excess blood in your brain. She's like, it takes about almost two years for your brain, her, her words to munch up all that excess blood and get rid of it. She's like, so now that all the excess blood is cleared out of your brain, your neurons are finally able to connect properly. She's like that. You, what you view as you going back, you're actually not reverting. You're actually healing. It's exhausting because your neurons are connecting. Well, that, that, that's the other thing too. Um, the, the healing part is what it took me so long. Like it was finally a, a therapist that, that recommended that I, um, cause my mom, my mom, when she was living with me 
staying with me, she would come in every morning at 7.30 in the morning and to my room and say, don't you think it's time to get up? And I'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> and she, and, but in her mind, when I was in the hospital, that's when they would get me up to do therapy. Right. So she thought she was helping. Um, and I was like, just let me sleep. And then she kept saying, Michael, you're sleeping a lot. You're, you're sleeping too much. What it finally took someone telling me was like, your brain heals when you sleep. You need that sleep. And so you need the sleep. And I, I didn't, and I literally had to change my own narrative mm-hmm. from Michael, you're being lazy to like, if I need to take a nap, I'm not being lazy. Like Michael, I, you're, you're participating in your own recovery right yes. now. Like yes. You, you are doing what your body and your brain needs yeah. to heal. Don't fight that. Don't, Don't fight, fight that. You're, you're, no. you're working backwards. Now I say that. I, I clearly see the irony in me saying that because I avoid naps like I'm a toddler because <laughs> I basically am. But early on, I, I slept a lot. And I honestly, I just didn't want to wake up. I was in a lot of pain. I was in a new body, a new brain. Um, but now, you know, rest. You need to rest. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm doing my best to like, you know, take a step back, take a nap if I need to. Just I don't necessarily like it. I kind of yeah. also see it like this. I miss out on so much time. Yeah, I don't want to waste any. I, I want to one hundred percent. Yeah, I want to. I want to be up and awake. You know, but this is what I love about these conversations. We say things that hopefully resonate with other people in our yeah. community. And speaking of other people in our community, we're in our community. We are. So I, I, I'm going to tell a quick story how I met Michael to my recollection. Okay. <laughs> Um, finding survivors early on was very difficult for me because I didn't know how to do it. All the survivors I ran into were in rehab and they were all comfortably in their seventies. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you kind of did your thing. I'm still live. I'm in my, I'm still in my thirties. Um, so it was weird. So once I got on social media, I was like, all right, let me try this hashtag thing. Pound, because that's what it is. Yeah. Let me press pound stroke survivor. And oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I started seeing on, on Instagram, oh, oh wow, all these people. So well, what do I do now? I don't I don't I'd let do I reach I'm gonna try to reach out. It was so awkward. I'm like oh, the yeah. most socially awkward person uh early on in my recovery when I was trying to be social. It was really, really bad. And I would reach out to a couple of people. The two people I had success with are, are two of my dearest friends, Noreen, um, you know, uh, Walsh from Australia and Rianne from the Netherlands, two of my closest friends, their family to me, you know, and I wouldn't have, I won't wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. Um, magically, this dude reached <laughs> out to me one day, which is weird because 98 percent of the people I talk to are, are female. Well, what's funny is I. I I don't know if I heard your podcast first. I, I mean, I, I know we, I saw you on Instagram, but I, but th- this was something like uh, auditory. Is that the right word? And this is something I, this is something I heard you say, right. this wasn't a post or maybe it was a post. I don't know. I'm, I've had a brain injury. <laughs> um, but I, I remember you, you talking about meeting other people and how you, you would just say, hi, I'm a stroke survivor. I want to be your friend. It's <laughs> so awkward. And, and I was like, that's what I need to do. Well, he's obviously the first one I'm going to do it to. And so I was like, hi, Joe, I'm Michael. I'm a stroke survivor. I need to be your friend. Like, <laughs> when, when can we meet up? <laughs> which, which was awesome. It was amazing to me because first off, it's a dude. And uh-huh. I had only spoken to women. I was ra- I've been raised by nothing but women my entire <laughs> life. Right. So I, I've joked and I kind of mean it. I had to have a period in my household just to fit in. So I'm used to talking to women, but I'm a dude. So like, I want to talk to another guy about like what it's like post brain injury. Do you go through these things? Whatever it was. So here's this dude reaches out to me and I was like, 
oh my god what do i do that was weird it was really weird we it was go like, get coffee yeah i was like i don't I, I how do i respond like what i i i didn't really know what to do so i, I say honestly yes. say yes <laughs> i don't really remember the interaction a, a, a whole lot but i know i wanted to interact more than i did mm-hmm. i honestly didn't know how to because it was i was still early on in reaching out and meeting people that i i didn't know okay, well, this is a dude. Well, how do I do? Like, it was like, I love you, man. Almost. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, do I say hi to it? It was really weird. I didn't really know what to do. So I just remember I wanted to engage more. I just didn't really know how to, and I was still healing. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And then somehow, some way down the line, we finally connected enough to where it's like, Hey, we're going to meet in person. You know, you live in West Hollywood. My girlfriend gets her hair done in West Hollywood, mm-hmm. not far from you. And then one day it's like, let's, I'm going to be here let's let's meet up and we can meet in person it's going to be cool holy <laughs> shit the 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 trajectory and i've said this several times and i mean it there are certain people that i meet along my journey and mm-hmm. it changes the trajectory of my recovery oh. the the first one initially was um just on online it was uh Rianne for oh my god like that change it was somebody that i can talk to that understands it she just so happened to be overseas and then noreen who just so happens to be literally halfway across the world you know, and then I met Lauren, like in, I met Lauren uh, early on. And it's like, OK. And then I met Bridget, who uh, a stroke first stroke survivor I met in person. And I was like, OK, there's like these people. My 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 recovery is now shifted and is going in a different way. I met you and mm-hmm. we had our first conversation that was just going to be like, I want to have a, a cup hour. of coffee. Yeah. Right. Have a cup of coffee. That cup of coffee turned into hours, which mentally and emotionally turned into decades because we bonded so quickly over everything we just talked and it just felt like I've known you my whole life and yeah. you you and I we were speaking the same language did did I cry and and because I, I, I feel like I probably cried we, did, we I, I, I just I remember the feeling of like sitting there with you and I, I don't remember which one of us spoke first whatever but right. like we, we were talking about something and just all of a sudden I was like oh my god he understands I, like, I think like, you said that audibly yeah, like like you were the first person that I had met that understood because I I felt like I had spent so much time trying to make people understand right. what I was going through, and I don't I don't even say what I was going through, but what but yeah what what what, what this whole experience was right, and I didn't have to I didn't have to explain anything to you. You just got it, yeah. and and we we got each other, and we we. It, you know, there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and one one of the the needs is like the the need to be understood, yes. and like, and in that moment, I was just like, boom, like I'm understood, yeah, and it, and, uh, and I understand you, and like, there was no, we didn't have to work at it, we didn't, we didn't at have, all. It was a hundred percent. It was natural, and yeah. it made sense. And it's yeah. every we all crave that understanding, yeah. And the understanding comes with actually being heard. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the NeuroNerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Like, there, there's yeah. something like, oh, I'm listening to you. Yeah, you're listening, but are you hearing me? And I know yeah. it's a very, it's a very small, you know, it, just really think about that, though. Somebody's just, I'm kind of, you know, like background noise, I'm listening. But like, are you really hearing what's being said? Well, I heard everything that you said it, and I felt it. I, I, I love the way you just said that. Like one, one of the, not to bring everything back to my show. But no, it, your one, show's one, brilliant one, and it hits all the points. One, one of the lines in my show. And this, the reason I wrote it was because I had this experience. Like 
like I would start saying something to someone and they would be like, oh, just do this, just do this, just do this, or just try this. Or just, and I was like, I finally was like, I don't need to be fixed. I just need to be heard. Yes. Like yes. I, I, I don't need to like, stop trying to give me a solution. I just need you to hear me. Right. I, I need you to understand, like, I do not, I don't have the same brain that I spent 40 something years developing. Like I have new circumstances now, so I'm not going to be the same. I'm not going to be able to do the same things I did before. I'm not going to, I, I may, I may get there some, at some point. Right. And that, that, that's another line of my show where I talk about the, the friends that understand that, that I'm not the same person. They, I'm not the same Michael they used to know, but the same friend, the same friends that also understand that I will always be the same Michael they've right. always known. There, there's a, a it, I think it's, um, 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 uh, Amelia Clark, like mm-hmm. her, her, um, foundations, the, the same you foundation, yeah. you're still the same you. And like, that was a big thing for me. Like I'm, I'm different, but I'm still me. Of course, of course. And and what drives me crazy, drives me a little bit crazy. And a lot of you guys say it. I just want to be normal again. Okay, we are normal. Yeah. This is just a new normal. I yeah. just want to be my old self. I hate to break it to you. Your old self's gone. And I, I'm not and, saying and that's that, to be that, depressing. That, that's a good thing. Like, well, maybe not for everyone. For, for me, that was a good thing. Yeah. Like, I, I I like to think that I've I've evolved. I'm, yes. I, I know we've, we've both used this phrase before, but I'm I'm Michael 2.0. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm the, you know, the, the, the whole... First, I mean, I know you hate this line, but the first line of my show is my brain broke. But then <laughs> the the arc of the show is I find out that like I'm not broken, like I I was cracked open. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. I, I I did have issue because like I I have people like well, you know, me and my broken brain. I was like, your brain's not broken, battered and bruised. Yes, never broken. We're not broken. We're not broken people. We've been beaten down. We've been battered. We've been bruised. But we always you know step up and move forward. So I hated that line. But then at the end of the show, I was like, oh. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's because at that time, I, that's what I perceived. Like mm-hmm. I, I perceived right. that I was broken. And then, and the, then, the I, growth. then I, I learned that like, no, this is another line in the show. I was like, the stroke is the best thing that ever happened. To me. I, like, I, it, I, I mean, people, I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Well, but, no, no. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I might have a list. Um, but, um, but no, I, I, but I, it, it really like it, it, it brought out the, best me yeah like, yes like, see look we understand that that that's what's so wild about this whole thing and the people that actually get it like the people that like i hold dear to my heart I'll, I'll ask them if you had an opportunity to not have your stroke like would you go back and change that and the people that like really get they're like no not at all yeah it sucks it's not oh, fun yeah. at all but it helped me become the version of myself that I think I was always meant to be. Yep. It's, it's introduced me to people that are the most spectacular human beings I will ever meet. You, Mimi, Brit, like all of these incredible people that I just love. They're my, my new chosen family. I would have never have met any of you guys, right? I am now I've lived more life in the four years post stroke than I did in the 30 plus years prior. Oh, totally. Which is just mind blowing, you know? I, I wish the only thing that I would change is I wish I would have made these changes without the stroke. But the reality is these changes happen because of the stroke. So I'm very yeah. thankful for it. The first blog I ever wrote was called the stroke that saved my life. Yep. And it's absolutely <laughs> true. It, it took look. The thing is, all of our brain injuries, no matter how whatever it is, a, a TBI, ABI, you know, whatever it is. It took something from us. Some of us, it, it took our physicality. It, yeah. it took words from some people, memories, whatever it is. It's given so much more than it's taken away, in my opinion. To, to, to me, too. Like, yeah. it, I, I like to, I've said before, like, the stroke allowed the more authentic me to come out. Mm-hmm. And par- partly because, par- partly because I never want to go back 
to what led up to the stroke? Like what, what, I mean, the doctors medically were never able to figure out why. Oh, I, that's what, so annoying. What, why drive me crazy. Um, but I think like, I know why, like I, I like, I, I was living a life that was, what, 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 what's, well, it, I don't want to say inauthentic, but I, I was, I was a people pleaser. Yeah. I, I was, I was yeah. a total people pleaser and I always made, I, my goal was to make sure that everyone else was happy, but before me. Right. And I, not to sound selfish, but like I take care of myself. No, no, no. See, look, I, I have this whole, it, I've shifted the way that I think about that. It's not selfish. And I try to hammer this into people who are like, well, I have to do this thing because of this person, or I have to do this. I don't this. want them to feel bad. Yeah. And I'm like, look, sometimes, well, I have to be, you don't, you don't have to be there. What you need to do is make sure that you're in a good place Yeah. to take care of yourself is the most selfless thing anyone can do. I say this because if you're like, well, I'm going to just keep on giving and giving. And then you're so exhausted yep. that I, I have no more to give. And cool. that, that's, that's exactly who I was. Like. It's at that moment that somebody who truly needs you, a dear friend, and you don't have any more to give to that person yep. because you just wasted all your bandwidth yep. on everybody when you could have just taken a step back, recharged. Yep. You know what I mean? So when I say like self-care, it's not selfish. It's selfless. Well, it, it also turns out that. I was that good friend that needed taken care of. Right. And I didn't have the energy to do it because mm-hmm. I was taking care of everyone else. And you and, need to be a friend to yourself. Yeah. You know, you it's, it's that the analogy, the plane's going down, you yep. give the oxygen to the kid. No, you give it to yourself because if you give it to the kid, you're going to pass out. You're both going to die. Sorry. It's morbid, but it's like, it's the reality. You have to make sure that you're okay before you can take care of anybody else. Yep. You can't take care of everybody else. And then yourself, it doesn't work that way. It, it could, but it's not going to end up. It's, it's not sustainable. Nope. Cause I did it for X amount of years and then my brain exploded. Yep. So yeah, so that's, that's, that's definitely not a good thing. I, I'm just, I'm thrilled that we connected because I don't know what life would be like without you in it. You know what I, I mean? I feel the exact same it, way. It's, exact it's so crazy. We, we built such a, a, a close bond from jump. Yep. The first moment we sat down and we just started talking, it was just like, oh yeah, we've been doing this for years. Um, and but, then, but it, but it wasn't that typical West Hollywood bonding where you're like, oh my god, I love you. It's like no, like, like there there was there was so much depth and truth, yes. and 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 I keep going back to the word understanding. Like we oh just god. we understood each other. We, and, we we speak the same language. Yeah, you know, like we we truly do. And those moments are beautiful. And and it sucks that you know like the the world closed down because I looked forward to at least once a month. Yeah, you know, meeting for coffee and talking for hours while Felice gets her hair done, and it's just me, Michael, and Stella. Yeah, uh, just 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 chilling. And even you know when Felice is done, like all all of us just sitting down, yeah. just having a like a, a just a quick chat. Yeah. It was just so beautiful, and it was just like wow, yeah, this is this is what life is. Yeah, this is what recovery feels like. This is what true understanding and connection feels like, you know, yeah. it's it, what was great about those moments is it helped me sustain my energy for longer. So yeah. I, I would be yeah. having good Lord. Last couple of weeks have been insane. I can't function. Oh, Felicia getting her hair done on Wednesday. This is going to be great <laughs> because I knew I would recharge by just sitting down with you over a cup of coffee and talking shit for a few hours. Well, and also because in those conversations, we didn't have to prove anything. We, we no. didn't, we, we didn't have to impress the other one. We, we didn't like, we, those conversations were so fun because they were so relaxed yes. because, because we, we got the given circumstances. Like we, we, I got what you went through. You got what I went through. I mean, obviously we, we went through different situations like yours. You were at hemorrhagic stroke. I had an ischemic, but, but still like we, we went, 
we, we, we went through something together. For sure. For sure. It's, it's a shared experience yep. that we had. And it, it literally it's, it's like, I, I refer to us as soldiers, yep. right? Just, we went to war with our brains as opposed to we went overseas and like fought the enemy. Um, What's crazy, like, it doesn't matter that, you know, you're a Marine and I'm in the army. Like, we're both soldiers. I'm in the Navy. You're in the, I was going to really, make, I was going to make a semen joke, but I'm an adult. I'm not going to do it. At least said to keep this clean. <laughs> so, it, like, it doesn't matter what branch of the military, we're, we're all military, right? So, you had ischemic stroke. I had a hemorrhagic stroke. We still go through the same shit. Yeah. Brain fog is brain fog. Neuro fatigue is neuro fatigue. Yeah. Normie's not understanding is normie's not understanding, no. you know? So it was and, just, and that's, that's, on, that's not their fault. No. Like, and, and, and I don't, I don't hold that against them, but I don't want them to hold it against me that I'm in a different place than, than they are. Yeah. And, yeah we, we, we've evolved, you know, yeah. we have, I don't hold it against them. I do hold it against them when they just persist. Yeah. Persi- like, okay, you're clearly not going to get this. And what you're saying isn't making me feel better. It's making me feel worse. So just stop. Oh, you're going to keep yeah. on. All right, cool. I don't really, I don't want to engage yeah. in this conversation. I, I actually had someone call me the other day, and I'm not going to say who it was, to tell me but that they had ha, have a friend that just had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but Michael, you don't understand. His is much worse than yours. Oh, my God. And, that is, and, okay. Yeah. Normies? <laughs> don't never don't ever say, say that. that. Never say that. And he was like, no, you, you don't understand. Like, he, he can't even move his arm. I was like, I was in a wheelchair for eight weeks. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, but you don't understand. I was like. Don't tell me I don't understand. You, you, clearly, and, you and, don't understand. And don't, and don't compare strokes. Oh like, my god! The, the, it's it, everyone is affected differently. Like every every I, I say it before, every stroke is different. We're we're all affected. Like no no one is there. There's no there's no winning no, a stroke. No no look, our trauma is our trauma is yeah. our trauma. So yeah. just because someone someone had a um, a mini stroke. Yeah. You know, and, and and then they they did the TIA the TIA? TIA. That they give them that and then like it reverses it and like so Oh, T I'm sorry, T, TPA. TPA. They give them the TPA and then like it reverses so like they were in uh the, so they were like, "You know, it's not as bad as yours." And I'm like, "No, we're on equal ground." Right. No matter I, what it is. The, the ones that kill me are the ones that apologize for only having had a mini yes. stroke. They, that they they don't feel like they're I'm saying they, like they're but I, I, I want everyone to feel welcome in Those this community. People. Yeah. But I, I want I want everyone to feel welcome in, in our in our community. Right. I, I don't want people to feel like, oh, I only had a mini Yeah, no, like, look. Like, no, you, you had a brain injury. Like, you had a brain injury is a brain injury. Brain. Look, it, whether it's a, a stroke, a concussion, yep. you know, well, some, uh, something fell on my head. It's like, yep. yeah, you're part of our community. Absolutely. You go through the same shit that we do. So yep. let's talk. We're the only ones that really understand it. So like. Get, and I don't mean to say this in a mean way, but get over yourself. <laughs> you're, you're part. You're in this. Yeah. Acceptance is freeing. Yeah. Right. Resistance is pain. So if you're just going to, oh, well, I'm not. No, it doesn't matter. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I say that. But then I also have that thing where it's like, well, I have survivor's guilt. A hundred percent. Oh, me too. And I have this really weird thing like the why me? Yeah. Like I, I shouldn't be as functional as I am. I'm a walking, talking miracle. And that kind of fucks with my head a lot. When I have people like my friend Noreen, who has had her stroke at two years old, she's never known what it's like to have function on one side of her body. And I'll be having a bad day. I'm like, man, this is just so difficult. And she's like hyping me up. Yeah. Where I'm like, what? Joe, you weak person. I'm like, no, no, no. Our trauma is our trauma. So I'm trying to be more kind to myself. Um, You know, it doesn't matter how physically affected 
um, mentally uh, uh, impacted you were. Like our trauma is our trauma is our trauma. We have good days, we have bad days, but yep. we're all in the same boat. Like yep. we we just shouldn't compare. We just shouldn't, you know? Well, it, it's funny when you talked about the, the why me thing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember having a couple moments in the hospital where I was like, why me, why me? And which basically why me translates into poor me. So I tried to stop doing that. I, I, I'll never forget there was one day I, I was alone late at night in the hospital and I just like railed at God. Like I was like, I was like, like, what, what do you want from me? Like, what do you, what, what, what are you, what are you trying to teach me? What, what do you want from me? Like as a good Catholic boy, like, what do you want? Right. But there was one day when all of a sudden, like the, why me changed from why me as in, why did I have the stroke to why me as in like, why did I survive? Right. Yes. And, I, I think we've all hit that point at some yeah, point. And because I, I, I'm, I was the exact same age that both, Luke Perry and John Singleton were when they had their strokes and they had theirs like just like, I think this, the same year later, later that same year that, that I did. And I was like, that could have been me. Like, right. like, like why, why did I, why did I live? And, and that, that's when um, I, I, I heard that quote from, from Ira Glass, um, mm-hmm. who is the host of this American life where he was like, the best stories happen to people that can tell them. And I was like, Oh, I, this is why I'm here. Like, I, I have to tell the story. Like I, I have to tell the story. You're a storyteller. You that, were meant to. That, well, that's, that's who, who, that, yeah, that, that, that's what I know how to do. Like who, who were we talking to the other day when I was like, um, every, we're, we're, we're all doing our best to raise awareness in the way that we know how. Yes. Like we, we all have different gifts. We all have different talents. I, I can't do, I can't do what you do. I can't, you know, do, do what other people do, but I, I can do what I do. Yeah. And I, and I can use, what I can do to raise as much awareness as possible. Right. And and you've done a tremendous job. Like you really have done a great service for our community. And I, I mean that with that, every that ounce real, of my that being. Means, that means a lot to me. Thank like, you. like sincerely, you saw the tears on my face. Shit. I good did. show. <laughs> it's beautiful. And, and people do have the why me. And I, I've said, I, I mean it like I figured out at least for me and I feel it for everybody else, but I can't speak for everybody else. It happened to us because we can take it. Yeah. Because we can handle it. There are people that this, would happen to that they would just crumble and give up. We won't. We won't. Even though there have been times where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. This is too difficult. Absolutely. This is way too hard. Put, you know, put, put on my glasses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Michael did this amazing <laughs> thing. So he struggled. He has uh, vision issues, which how would you describe them? Well, I have homonymous, hem- homonymous hemonopsia, which means when Gesundheit. you tight, thank you. When you lose, um, I, I, it's not, my eyes haven't blurred. I've just lost visual fields. So mm-hmm. I no longer have any vision in my left peripheral field or my lower peripheral field. Wow. So I only have vision anymore in my upper right peripheral field, but I also have double vision and face blindness Wow! in, in that little field. So I made these glasses so Joe could see what I see. It was wild guys. That, um, I, I took a pair of my glasses that have the, the double vision filters on them. And then I put black duct tape over the left lens and the left half of the right lens and the bottom half of the right lens. So all that's left is the top corner of the right lens. And the only way I know these work is I put them on and nothing changes. <laughs> it's exactly what I see. So like, here, Joe, put these on. Now you, you can see what I see. And he was like, oh I, my. I, I live here. This is my home. And I was reaching for things because I know where everything's at. And it just completely changes the way that you function. Which it, it's it's just so wild, you know, and it's kind of like um, looking through a peephole, but that peephole is blocked, like three fourths of that peephole is blocked. Yep. It, it, it's it's very yep. strange. Now, try you have that peephole, but that's the only way that you can move. It's attached to your face 
and you're walking through everything, but you can only see through the top left quarter of it. It was so wild. It's like such an adjustment. You know, it was only a few minutes, like a few seconds even for me. And I was like, wow, this is overwhelming. I I'm, I'm very, I'm very anxious wearing these. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. What, what, what I'm dying to do is to put them on someone and make them go grocery shopping. Oh my gosh. Um, well, and of course I would, I would be there with them. I can't help them because <laughs> I, I can't say anybody. It's literally going to be the partially like, blind leading the partially exactly, blind. Just because I, I know there are people that are like, Michael, just, you can just go do this. Just go do this. Just go do this. I was like, it's not that easy. It's, it's not. It's, it, it's, see again, but those, those are people who are just like, they don't understand. I don't have the vision issues that you do. I now have a new appreciation for what you go through, but I would never say, why don't you just do this? No, look, we're doing the best that we can period with everything that we do. Now there's not one stroke survivor out there. Who's like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. We all want to do more. Yeah. We just can't most of the time, you know, it's not that we don't want to yet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's not that we don't want to, we're trying really hard to, but in those moments, if it's like, yeah, well I can't do that. Yeah. But you, yeah, you can. No, I I can't because I can't, it's not that I don't want to, I can't, I like mentally, Physically, I literally cannot do it. Not want, can't. So yeah. it, it's very disrespectful for a normie to say, you could just do that. Why don't yeah. you just, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that. You know what you could do? The, Why don't you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, yeah. That'd the, probably be a good the, thing. The, 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 the phrase, why don't you just, yeah. like, I just want to smack someone when I, when I hear that. It's hard. I, I'm not, I'm not a violent person. I, I wouldn't hit someone. Well, I'm a very violent yes, person. Yes, I <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I, I become, I become more so since the stroke. Um, it, it, it's look, people, they want to connect and they want to understand. I learned yeah. that early on. Do well, they? they? Well, it, it, people, they? <laughs> people are uncomfortable with the unknown. Yeah. Right. So I, if I'm a normie and you're telling me all the things that you're going through, wow, that fatigue I want to connect with you somehow and I want to feel what you're feeling because I want, I don't want to be in the dark. So I'm, right, Oh, right. the most tired I've ever been was I went through like hell week and in, in football. And then I had to do this and I still had to, yeah, yeah, you know, I understand what you're going through. I was really tired. And like, I try to compare. Yeah. I don't really understand as a normie. There's no, there's no possible way to compare. No. You know, it's kind of like trying to compare pain to a woman that just gave birth. Well, and, and we never would have known that. Yeah. But before we went through it. Yes. Like, cause, cause I'm sure that, I, I mean, I, I'm sure there were times that I would have been that person. Yes. The, the, I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes. I, I, do, I, I try to be em- empathetic. Is yeah. Same. Em- yeah. Empathetic. I, I have a lot of empathy. I've been told that too, you know, and, and that's, I don't want to have any, I won't hurt anybody's feelings. So right. I always kind of put myself in their shoes. Yep. You can't put yourself in these shoes. You just can't like, unless you've experienced it, it's like someone explaining what it's like being at war. It sounds like hell. I've seen movies. I've, I've read stories. I've heard firsthand recounts of what war is. It sounds horrible. I don't know what it's like in no No. way, shape or form. And I can't put myself I don't, I can't ever truly understand unless I've been through it. This is what a brain injury is. 
You can read about it all day, every day, every book that's out there. You can literally talk to a thousand different survivors, hear all the stories. You will never know what this is like. You just won't. And it's not a bad thing. We don't want you to know what this is like. We just want you to respect what we go through. But that, that's also why I wrote the show, because the especially with with the radio version now, mm-hmm. where they have the sh- basically have the show happening in their ears. I want to give them the experience of having the stroke without them actually having to have a stroke. Right. And granted, they will never go through what we went through. They will never know what, what we've gone through. But I, I want them to realize that, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. No, of, of course. You know, there, there's something beautiful about everything about your play. The, 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 just the audio, the cracks, I'm telling you the cracks, (laughs) you guys don't understand. You should, you will. It's so it's perfect. It's just so perfect. The, the way you just, I, I, I say it a lot with artists, with, with you guys, you Mm guys, um, paint such a beautiful picture with your words and you do, you know, in this place, it's, it's so amazing to see something and to hear something that's like, Oh yes, you, yes, that's. I, I don't have the words because I'm not like, I'm not a creative like you guys, right? You have the, the, you, Mimi, Emily, like you guys have this thing that you can share and explain and people like get it. And I love it so much. I can't do that. So when I see it, I'm like, yes, that's what that is. That's why I, I'm so adamant about people hearing your play hearing Mimi's play, listening to um, uh, Emily's uh, meditation, because she specifically does things that only somebody with a brain injury would understand and hear in those meditations. It's, it's amazing to me, you know, and I, I just, I, I just love it so much. Everybody needs to see the, everybody needs to see this. It's not even well, they, they, threatening they, they, you they, guys. They can't see it. Yeah. Oh, everybody needs to hear this. <laughs> they, they, they can hear it. It's, um, yeah. We, we turned it into a radio play because we were supposed to open last May because the, the whole, I wanted to do it during May where May is national stroke awareness month. Right. And I wanted to use it to raise as much awareness as possible. Yeah. I got to tell you, I don't think that worked out for you. No. Well, the, the pandemic had, had other plans for that time. <laughs> Specifically, it was like, you know what? We're going to rain on this dude's parade. Yeah. Well, yeah. except like if there's one thing I've learned since the stroke, I've learned how to pivot and adapt. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and like that's what you have to do when you have a stroke. And so we, um, I, I adapted. I, I applied for a grant and got a, and was awarded a very generous grant to turn it into a radio play so that I could put it out there. So we um we we made it into a radio play with with our our sound designer and, and engineer. Like, so good. Just did amazing. So good. Amazing work on it. And um, it's it's it's. Fully immersive. So like when you, if you listen to it in the headphones, like you feel like all the stuff is happening. I had one friend call me and said, I, I felt like I was actually in your brain while beautiful. this was happening. That's beautiful. And that, that, that meant a lot. It's shocking too. It's here. Here's the thing, normies. This might be a lot for you guys yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You should feel emotional. You should feel overwhelmed at times. You should feel like a, a little panicky. At times, listen to this because that's what we go through every single day of our lives. It's so funny. I love these said panic because there, there's a moment in in the show where I I am starting to get anxious, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't even realize he had done this. But John, our, the sound designer slash engineer, he built in this thumping sound. It was basically mimicking my heartbeat. Right. That's just playing underneath as I'm talking. And as it starts to get faster and faster and faster and faster, and it builds, 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 builds. That anxiety. But, and it builds to the, I'm I'm not going to say what it builds to because I I don't want to give it away, but like, like I didn't, I didn't even realize it was there, but my heart was literally beating in sync with it. I was like, like, holy 
gripes. He he did it. He did he did an amazing job. He he really did. He really did because the sound uh, when when I was there, actually, I'm, I'm blessed enough to see to be able to see um you know you you workshop it in person. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, and specifically the sound where I was like, oh wow, this is th- th- this is intense. I'm feeling a certain thing. You know, like it, it's not. It's one thing to like feel something with what's going on. I, I was I was in your shoes. I was there. I was going through what you were going through because everything. Oh God, it was, it's just so good, guys. Well, I, I I was so lucky. I had I had such a great team, like a, a whole a whole team where, like you know, it's a, they say it's a one person show, but right. like it's not one person. Like, oh no, it, no, no. It, it, we had a whole team, but the the designers and and obviously Diana, the, the director, like she she was amazing. But the the work that John did with with that sound, and because I said to them on the very first day, I was like, I want. I'm, I, I say it in the show. I'm dramatic. <laughs> I'm, I'm really dramatic. I said, I want moments of theatrical magic. Like I want the audience to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to just be me standing there telling a story. I want, I want this to be really surprising. And um, I want moments of like pure theatrical magic. And they, they did it. They, 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 they hit it. They, they gave it to me. They, they sincerely did. There was uh, again, emotionally, it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Because it's, it's so funny. Well, I think like that the first stroke takes you by such surprise to like, like what, what they were able to do with the, the lights and the sound. Oh, it's, it's so good, but it's, it's such, it, it's a, it's a, I was going to say romp. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> it's so fun. A romp through a stroke. It, it, it's so fun and it's so funny. And then it gets so deep and so emotional and so touching and then once you hit that peak where it's like, oh, my God, I can't deal with it. This is just too, I'm going to break down. Oh, we're right back to the, oh, my gosh, this is, it's going to work out. And then, wait, is it going to work out? It's, <laughs> it's so good. Like, it just takes you on an emotional roller coaster in the best possible way. And you've done our, our community such a, a, a service with this. It's it's just so damn good. Like, it, it really is. And I'm so thankful that you were able to, you know, do this and get it out to the masses because it, it needs to be heard, especially now, you know, there needs to be a certain amount of hope given to people out there. And I really feel that your play is very hopeful. Thank you. You know, well, it, it, it is. And, and it speaks to a lot of people on a lot of different points. And I think it's going to resonate with so many people out there well, and it, normies. And well, it, it's one of, one of the comments that meant the most to me was Felice mm-hmm. when she came up to me afterwards and said, as a caretaker, like I saw my story yeah. in there and that, that meant a lot to me, but um, I, I would think we've talked about this before, but like I, when I was in the hospital, like I felt really lonely and, yeah. and isolated because no one got it. And, and I was like, no one gets me. And that was the one thing when, when I got this grant, I was like, and, and the grant was for something that could be done during quarantine. So right. it, it had to be, everything had to be done virtually. That was another thing. Like our whole team, we, we were all in different places. Everything was done over, over, over online. Right. Um, but for me, I was like, we, we were, we were told, or I was, I was told anyway, after my stroke, they're like, that one of the most important things is whatever you do, don't isolate. Right. Because you, you need, like, it's very easy after you've had a brain injury or stroke to isolate, oh, to, to so withdraw. Hard. Yeah. And it's important not to like, make sure you stay connected, you get out. And then all of a sudden, like we're in quarantine and they're saying the most important thing is to isolate. Yeah. And, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, there are people and COVID is causing strokes in people. Like there, there are people out there that are having strokes now and they have to isolate. And I was like, if I can reach them with the story and just let them know they're not alone. They need this like, more like than ever. That, that's, that's why, that's why we decided to turn it in, into a radio show. I was like, this is, 
it, it, it's bigger than just me at this, me, me wanting to do a show. Like, this is why we get along. We have the same heart and, and the same feelings on that. You know, it's at a certain point, it's, it's bigger than us. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, this is just too much. But then I think, you know what? I remember being that feeling of isolation. It, and and again, you know, Michael and I, we both had people around us. Oh, I was surrounded by people. It, it's it's I different. I felt completely alone. It's it's different. It's honestly, it's like being in a foreign land. It's like being an alien on an alien world. It's nobody understands you. You're you're speaking, but nobody gets it. They're speaking, and I don't really understand what they're saying. Yep. Like we're just not on the same page. That's why it's so important that like we all connect in any way. This is why I reach out to people like I'm a psychopath every day of my <laughs> life, you know, and this is why I'm so thankful that Michael reached out to me and, you know, we, we got to this point in our friendship and, you know, that we're able to help advocate for our community and connect with others on things like clubhouse, yep. you know, it's just such a beautiful, like, we just have the best community in the oh, world. Oh shit, Are we supposed to be there right now? Wait, are we? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mimi's got it covered. She's good. <laughs> and it's, it's such, we have such a great community and I just want to give that to the masses, you yeah. know, if you're listening out there and you haven't met a survivor, reach out to me, reach out to Michael, yeah, yeah. you know, like, look, we're cool people. And we're part of this beautiful community where we all connect each other with our people, you know, like we're all family. Yeah. We've all been through this. We're part of like the cool kids club, you know, mm-hmm. normies. You can reach out to, I guess, <laughs> you know, you're not as cool as you're not like the new rock stars like we are, but still, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's cool. Michael, I, I am so thankful for you. Like I sincerely am. Um, I'm definitely going to have you back on the show when you're ready to, uh, release your play, um, on online. I'm assuming. Right. No, 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 no. We're going to, we're physically doing it when the world's open again. Yes, we, we are. We're, we're doing the world premiere. We're, we're, we're mounting it, which I am very excited about because it would be awesome if Michael came on on that podcast and did maybe a scene from the show. <gasps> Shock mm-hmm. and awe. <laughs> it would be amazing. You know, um, and right about now is when I give out all of our socials where I'll start out by saying oh, you yeah. can reach out to Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to Michael at WH Mike on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They get that right. Yep. It doesn't stand for stand for White House Mike. As no, I not. did in my head. You can also check out a lesson in swim at a lesson in swimming on Instagram. Yep. Brilliant. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor, check it out. It's incredible. To, to be honest, if, if you're feeling anything, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling happy, if you're feeling excited, if you're feeling lost, check this out. It has a little something for everybody. If you're a normie, check this out. It's going to help give you a different perspective of what we go through because it's so beautifully done. You can also reach out to me at Joseph Rocks on all the socials. Reach out to us, the neuro nerds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Michael shut you beautiful man. Seriously. It's honestly, it's my, my pleasure and joy. Thank you for being on. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Of course. Can, can I, um, uh, be, uh, make it about me for one more second. Can can, can I tell them where to find the show? Please. Um, so the show is now playing on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, and, or you can find it directly at, uh, a lesson in swimming.com or at michaelshot.com. Boom. And, 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 and you can, hear it in two different ways. You can either hear the entire show in one sitting or I've broken it up into a podcast. We're in five different um, short episodes. Oh, amazing. For people so, who, who don't have that attention span exactly. post brain injury, which is incredible. The man thinks of it all. Well, cause I, I've had a brain injury, so oh, I knew <laughs> it, I'm telling you. So if somebody sends me a text message, that's like two inches, I won't read it. Yeah. Now, if they send me the exact same message, a sentence by sentence, I'll read it. It's the way I take in information. So I really appreciate that you broke it up because it's sometimes it's, you can't take in all that information at once. See the man thinks of it all. 
Michael, I am honestly, I'm so thankful for you. I really am. You're, you're one of my dearest right friends. Back at I, you. I, I really mean that. Way. You've become a huge part of my recovery. You've become a huge part of my life and I love you to death. Thank you Thank for being you. here. Everybody, Thank you for having me. Of course. Everybody check out Michael. Uh, all of his, uh, the, the, the links and everything are going to be in the show notes and the link tree. And on that amazing lesson in swimming, uh, uh, socially distance pandemic, <laughs> weird this is the world is not what it once was, but we're getting back. We are. <laughs> we are. Note, this neuro nerd is out. Man, that was great. Michael. That was awesome. That was, that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I really hope everybody checks out your play. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 